How's it going, man? It's going good, dude. How you doing? <laughs> hanging in there, hanging in there. I uh, I got another sick kiddo now. So, uh, like I was just telling you before we started recording, it's been a <laughs> it's been a tough week. It's been a tough few weeks with we with uh, bugs jumping from one kid to the other. So, oof. Parenting should do those. They used to always like a house swap, wife swap, husband swap, where they would like find a couple who always yells at each other and find like a nice couple and they would put the husband from one in the, in the house of the other so they could like learn from each other. It's just oh thinking it would be interesting if you could have my life for a week and I could have yours. So it's very different paces where we're at right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. That'd be I just very got back. interesting. I just got back from San Francisco for partying for three days. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I saw some pictures on Twitter. Day one. Fun. Day two. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> it just went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great time, though. I'm still a little tired. I got back on a red eye yesterday. So I got back <laughs> to New York at like 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, and slept like an hour and then like had a few naps in the day. But I'm feeling pretty good, honestly, oh all gosh. things considered. Yeah. Did you, so did you get back 5 in the morning yesterday or 5 in the morning today? No, yesterday. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering so I had, if you were going to make eight it hour to sleep podcasting. last night. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> It was it was a close call, but no, I feel pretty good actually. I woke up at like seven thirty today. I had like eight hours sleep, so nice, nice, cool. Do you want to just start with like just how Next.js Conf went and yeah, kind of give us an update? Absolutely, man. So i I had my conference talk, and they didn't actually show the conference talks at the conference, which is interesting. They were pre recorded, and they you know they kind of did like this Apple style thing where the conference was a mix of you know, Guillermo and other folks from Brussel talking on stage, mm-hmm. which was streamed live. And then they would kind of interleave like um, segments that were pre-recorded during the keynote. And then they showed all of the speakers talks throughout the day. But for the in-person event, you know, we were all the people who were there were just there to kind of mingle and network and talk and hang out and stuff. So it was kind of cool because there was so much in-person hallway time. You know, that's kind of the point of going. But it would right. have been nice to talk to some folks about my talk, but it still all kind of worked out, you know. So did, when the, peop- the people who were there, they didn't get to see any of the talks? Like it wasn't no. like they were playing in a particular room or anything? Correct. Not, none of them were there? None of them were there, yeah. Got it. So you haven't seen any talks unless you watch them like online later? Right. And most people did, and now they're posting them. You know, right. and, and you could go and watch the stream. Like when my talk went live, I just pulled up my phone and it was fun to see it on the Vercel channel and see people in the discord talking about it, asking questions. So I was kind of interacting with folks there and stuff. Got it. Cool. But, um, but it was, it's kind of a neat model. It was fun. And, um, yeah, the talk was like really well received and, um, it was definitely like my highest visibility conference talk I've ever given. Um, nice. And I was, I was pretty proud of how it came out. So yeah, man, it's been a fun few days. Um, yeah, I saw some rave reviews, by the way. Like people Thanks, talking man. about your talk being awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, Thanks, it sounded dude. like it went really, really well, right? Yeah, it was it was great. Um, tons of ideas for content to make, you know, um, just because there's a lot of new stuff that just came out with Next 13. So, yeah, there's like it's just figuring out what's the highest value thing to work on and working on it. But it's, it's that spot where it's like, you know, with this content stuff, like I just like doing more polished videos, but I think it's a trap sometimes I get into because you know, there's like, 
there's already like YouTubers who have put out, you know, experimenting with Next 13, playing with it. And they do great because everyone's hyped up about it and they want to see someone playing with it. And yeah, I don't know. It's always in the back of my mind. Should I kind of just try things differently and put out more stuff faster Mm. um, so I can take advantage, kind of strike while the iron's hot? I mean, you know, it's like part... I. I like making content that's a bit more deliberate. People even tell me sometimes, like I like that you don't just jump to things so fast and it feels like the stuff you talk about and recommend is stuff you kind of really believe in, in a sense. Right. And you wouldn't recommend it, you know, if it, you wouldn't make a video about something you, you wouldn't actually recommend. It. And that's, that's sort of a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I, I value that, but at the same time, you know, being an educator, partly, partly being an educator is meeting people where they're at. And, and so, yeah, I'm always thinking about that kind of thing. Yeah. I wonder if it also depends on the type of content, like you're talking about, um, like something new just drops. Right. And for that, I think the timeliness might, not that you need to sacrifice necessarily on quality, but like, like you're saying, there's people who might, not produce as high quality thing but the timeliness is really important because it just dropped everybody wants to see like yep you know experimenting exactly um Mm -hmm. so maybe for those like if you can do something quicker but i think for more evergreen like the high your high quality probably wins out in the end i don't Mm -hmm. know this for a fact i'm just kind of thinking out loud yeah and i like build ui for that that's perfect for that you know we want teams on there eventually we want folks watching uh, mm-hmm. videos suggesting how we do it when we mentor teams. That's kind of the idea, right? So that's right. good. And maybe YouTube could be a place where I experiment. I kind of want, I wanted to try more live streaming um, because like, you know, at the conference, it's always that kind of magical moment of just the spontaneous conversations you have. And, right. and I would love to get more of that stuff out because I do like doing that but i've always i've never done streaming and i always i want my youtube i guess to feel a certain way but maybe that's just a silly thing maybe i could try twitch i'm not really sure but it would be nice to get, be able to easily get off more content spontaneously so i'm when, when you say like in the conference you get that spontaneity are you talking about like conversations but how do yeah, you tie con- that to the live streaming well like, it's just think- like it, i think there i think those spontaneous conversations are very valuable people a lot of people have told me like after we're talking about something they're like you're i really like your thinking on this thing and i didn't even know you knew all this or whatever you're talking about you should have more stuff out there and like mm. there's a lot of people who kind of are youtubers or, or on twitter who are much more off the cuff and just spontaneous online and i'm not really like that you know mm-hmm. and i don't mm-hmm. i'm not like really online i'm i don't i don't like that's just not really my style, I guess. I don't spend a lot of time. There's people who just spend a lot of time online in chat rooms, on Discord. I'm not really that kind of person, but sometimes I wonder if I should just, if there's an outlet that could match my personality and my like desired level of onlineness that would lend itself to more spontaneous conversation and content out there, mm. you know? Well, I wonder if there's something you can try on your YouTube channel, right? Like it's, it doesn't have to be, I don't know if there's like a branding element to it where you can like label these, it's like um, a type of video, like Sam pairs with somebody. I'm just thinking that a lot, right? Like 
and you all of a sudden it's just like yeah sometimes you drop a youtube video where it's like yep. more spontaneous whereas you pairing with somebody and maybe the conversation goes whichever way right like maybe mm-hmm. you don't actually get to do whatever you were originally set out to do but you, the, like the pairing conversation is really incredible or helpful mm-hmm. and you know you just have like the slightly different branding like this video i'm dropping one of my pairing videos or something and uh mm-hmm. it could maybe it could do something like that i don't know that that would like necessarily harm you right no for sure but i also yeah. don't know that like like you were saying you're not a you're not someone who spends all their time online neither am i and so maybe like i don't know maybe there's no need to like try to shoehorn that in, right unless That's, you like actually want to do that right exactly it's like i don't want to try to be a different style than who I am because that, that never works. You have to find your own style. Right. You know, and there's YouTubers who just do the once a week thing and they just make really good videos. Like I still, I think I'd rather invest time in like making better videos because I still think there's just so much that I can do to make my videos even better. And I think I would like, that's my preferred way to grow. If I could mm-hmm. snap my fingers, it would just be my videos get more engaging. Not because I'm just putting out a bunch of stuff, but because yeah, I'm just figuring out better ways to do it, you know? Got it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just some thoughts there. But, uh, no, it was good. That Obviously, like, I got a lot of exposure from that and, and lots of new followers and stuff. So, that was awesome. And and I also put out, like, a Tailwind video that um, Adam sent to, like, the Tailwind list. So, that was cool because it got, um, like, a lot of exposure there, too. Yeah, um, I saw that. I get those Tailwind uh, emails and I saw Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah wasn't that cool? I- I ended up watching your video. Yeah, it was great. Oh, Container nice. Container queries. I learned something. <laughs> isn't that isn't neat? It's really cool. I really yeah. loved your explanation too. You went, um, so like I don't want to say surprisingly slow, but I was like, oh, this is going to be about tailwind container queries. But you explained everything. I love how you replayed. You first did it with like the old way you would do it, and then you right. you did it with container queries. And I was like, oh, this is like super, extremely clear. Like, oh, I get now container queries. I understand how tailwind does it. I understand the. like why it's so like it's very easy to do it with tailwind it's very nice Mm -hmm. like the api so anyway i just just thought that was really good too that's awesome man thank you yeah that's like that's that's how i do things i always am just doing it real step by step and again it's something people have said that they appreciate about the way i teach you know um but it's it is a challenge like to figure out i mean this so I'm glad i got this video out really glad i mean i'm happy with it but it was long uh it's 25 minutes and i if I had more time to prep, I could have condensed it a bit more, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just an interesting challenge to figure out how to, how to say the least amount you possibly can while still hitting every step and making sure every step is motivated, you know, right. and, and there's a reason for doing it. Right. Um, yeah. That makes sense. I could see what, like, it looks simple because you, your explanation is good and it's like very clear but to do that takes a lot of time yeah <laughs> like a lot of sure. preparation for sure uh, for sure no that makes sense and yeah. you also you also got publicity i mean i don't know i just kind of uh, sort of to name drop there i think you, you were also mentioned in the art of product right adam went to talk to ben ornstein and uh <laughs> he mentioned uh you and you know the stuff you're doing with build ui yeah it was cool yeah that was a great conversation yep and you know adam's been helping me a lot with build ui i mean he's He's, I mean, he's obviously one of my mentors and one of my, you know, he's one of my closest friends, but he, he, uh, he's definitely been helping on, on the business side. I mean, for years now, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was cool, you know, to hear that conversation. And, and he actually talked about that, you know, he, he talked about how the playbook, the traditional kind of playbook for doing a course, 
you know, wasn't working for me for a variety of reasons. And so it's, it is good for me to remember, like, I have to find my own way with this stuff, you know? And it's, it's what I find easy for me, especially being at a conference around a lot of people who are popular on YouTube and, and Twitter and stuff, wanting to just copy what works. But I think I can learn lessons from what works for other people, but I also have to make sure to do my own way or else it's not going to just happen. Like I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I can't, you can't fake it and be someone else. Yeah. And I've never felt like I've done it. What I feel like is like, Oh, am I doing this wrong? Because I'm not doing it like that person. So, you know, it's easy for me to go down that spiral of thinking about that sort of thing when Mm -hmm. the reality is, you know, when I just make a video a week, it, things are going up in the right direction. So I just, I just, I just need to remember to, to not necessarily let my thoughts get away from me with that stuff and just stick to, to what I'm doing and just get whatever, like 1% better every video, right? That's like the way one YouTuber put it. And I know how to make my videos better. And, uh, it doesn't mean I have to like try to do exactly what other, other people are doing, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was good, but no, it was definitely good. My YouTube channel is almost at 14,000 subscribers, which is pretty dope. Nice. Um, Wow. And definitely some people found out about Build UI from, you know, this week from, from YouTube and from the conference and everything. So it's pretty cool, man. We're, uh, let's see, let's pull up the numbers here. We, we have, I think we have like 21 folks now on Build That's UI. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. Um, let me pull it up. We, you know, when, after we had, I think we're at 22 now, we're at 22. It's awesome. So it's October 28th. Uh, Let's see. We launched, we soft launched, what was it? October 10th, I think. And then last week is when we sent the email out. Let me see when we actually sent the email out. I think it's been like three weeks since we enabled subscriptions. Um, Yeah. Maybe two weeks since you enabled subscriptions. Yeah. Let me, let me see. Uh, So we basically, we soft launched subscript. We, we, Soft launched the site, and then it was up for a week with free videos. We yeah. added subscriptions the following week and pre-launched subscriptions just by putting them live, uh, but not talking about them, basically. Right. A couple people found them. And um, and then I sent the broadcast on October 21st. So that was, yeah, a week ago today. So I guess it's only really been a week since Build UI Pro had like its first official kind of announcement. Right, since um, the last email. I think that sounds right. Right. Because yep. you had done um I remember you you like what was it? Lesson three was a preview or something, and lesson right. four was paid and yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. So that was last week. Yep, and it was and lesson three was free for the weekend. So yeah, so 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 two weeks basically subscriptions have been up, up and we have twenty two people, which is great. Because after we had talked um and decided like revenue right now is kind of it's kind of a non goal. Like right. I'm not trying to I don't have any chart I'm looking at to, for MRR. What I want is to see if people are joining. So if there's a, a funnel that lets people find out about it mm-hmm. and if they're subscribing and if they like the videos and, and stay subscribed. And, and and after we had had that whole conversation and then I went back and talked with Brian about it, it was like, okay, I think if we can get like five people a week and they hang, hang around, um, that's like a really good sign because in four months we'd have like 80 people and uh or you know once we have like 80 100 people it feels pretty good there's like some that's a leading indicator that we have found some fit and then we can start 
thinking about revenue and, and team plans and stuff like that. So I'm feeling pretty good, man. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is awesome, man. Yeah, that's it's. I, I feel like it's good number of subscribers. Again, you you sent the email, but you haven't really launched it on Twitter or anything else, have you? Right. No, I haven't. I just yeah. sent the email, and people still, you know, I was talking to people at the conference. They don't know about it, so marketing is is it's hard, right? It's there's sure. a lot of people who still don't know about it, and I I think something like this is, um just fundamentally harder to generate awareness about than a big launch that does the normal playbook where you have the big buildup and everything. But again, I, I think, um, one of the things that Ben and Adam talked about was one of the guy, when he launches a book, he like explicitly wants it to not be a big launch. Remember he was saying like, cause I, I want to set up the thing in a way that it grows every week, every month. And mm-hmm. so I actually want a small launch. I want to make like $0 in launch day because I want the, the system to start kicking in and people to be finding out about it through the ongoing marketing efforts, you know? But so are you not planning on doing like a launch on Twitter at all? No, I mean, I think what I think, I think after hearing people say they still haven't heard about it, which is fine and it, which makes sense because I haven't been like talking about it a lot. Um, and like, even I think the, the, my Twitter, the Twitter for build UI says, you know, pro pro course is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, um yeah pro course is coming soon and then the the footer at the website says you know um put in your email to hear when our pro courses launch so like we have four pro videos um or three pro videos one free but yeah i th- i think the plan is is definitely like once framer motion recipes our first course is done i definitely will like launch it even though like you, it's pre-launched right but I, yeah i'll definitely say co- the course is ready i think a lot of people just want to know when it's ready it's all done and they can watch the whole thing so i'll definitely do that and i'll i'll basically say yeah build ui is live our first course is ready and then you know change some of the, yeah change some language and a few parts on the site and then uh yeah just go from there can I um can I ask why? So I'm not quite sure I'm understanding why you want to de- like why do you want to delay the launch? I know you mentioned the conversation and um, the art of product, and then mentioning there was someone who who did the like slow. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the, why they did that. Like and kind of do you can you give me a little bit behind your like your thought behind why you want to do the slow launch? Is it to test systems or like why well, not do the launch I, right I now? Mean, because I, I well I guess I I guess I did launch it right I mean in some sense I did launch it like we sent an email out that said uh, Build UI Pro is here. Um, That's true. You sent it to the email list. Yeah, so we sent out to eleven hundred people, seventy percent open rate. So so those people know if they read the email right. Mm-hmm. Build UI Pro. I'm happy to announce we've launched Build UI Pro subscriptions. Um, you know you'll get access to every video for twenty nine dollars a month. You'll get access to a private Discord. And, um, you know, that was, so, so that was a launch of build UI pro. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I think because of the way I, when I first talked about frame emotions, like months and months ago, which is already like, it's already been too long that it's not even really, it's not going to be as big of an event. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, because I'm not doing the traditional playbook where you email your list every week and till your launch start giving away things like, you know, that whole playbook is, it works. It's, and it's important for a launch to be a big launch, to stay top of mind, to deliver that stuff on a weekly basis while you're building a single course. 
And uh, even though we're building a course right now, just again, because we're, we're, we're doing all of our other stuff and I just wanted to pull the trigger, we kind of had this model where we just soft launched it and then we're dripping out the content. But, but so I, the reason I haven't said on Twitter, I guess, is just because I'd rather just wait because it will be something of an event when Frame Motion Recipes is done and I can say, okay, we have our seven videos up and uh, you can watch all of them now. But, but it's not the same as saying, you know, refactoring UI is ready, right? We've been working on it for eight months and now you can buy it because people have already been able to watch videos of it. Right. I guess I'm thinking, I guess the way I'm, I was trying to think about this is like, since you've changed the model, right. it's no longer about the frame or motion course. Correct. And so I understand you, the, the email list are people who are signing up for the course. And so maybe they're waiting for exactly. the course. But, but if you were to just like, but you also just started a new product, right? right. You created Build UI, you and Ryan right. created Build UI and you launched it and you have yes. content. So yeah. I guess I don't understand why not do like a, on Twitter, a launch of Build UI, like, hey, we are launching our new service. It's a you know subscription, yeah. high content. We have part of our uh, our Framer Motion. Uh, uh, I wouldn't call it course. Maybe you know you could, you could call it something else. Our Framer Motion yeah, I know. recipes I, are partially yeah. there. Um, you know, serious. subscribe if you want to keep the content. Or, I don't know, just something like that. And then when the when the course is ready, you do another tweet, like right, like Framer Motion yep. recipes are complete. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It just kind of gives you more touch points, I guess. So I, I yep. guess, I mean, obviously, I am not experienced in this, so I don't know if, um, you know, I don't know if this would be dumb to do that, or if it's better to like wait until all the recipes are done. But it seems to me like you may, uh, uh, in the like, at worst, you won't be worse off. Like if you do this, I don't think you'll be worse off. Like you may, be, but I think you probably would be better off. Like some people might sign up who would be like, oh, what is the build UI? This is cool. You're, you know. I, I follow mm -hmm. your YouTube, but I didn't know you were doing, you know, this this paid thing. And so yeah. you start getting more people. I don't know. Just kind of sort of thinking about that right now. Yeah, I, I guess. No, I, I hear you. And I think it makes sense. I think I, I think the, the reason I was thinking about, like, just focus on the course and don't. I mean, not that the tweet takes away from working on the course, but more like because it is early, it was just like bridging the gap from like, building a course to building a subscription site. So, you know, I thought it would maybe be confusing. Like, oh, I thought you were working on a course. Now you launched this thing. So I felt like it would be a nice way to bridge the gap once mm -hmm. we finish the course to say, hey, the Frame Motion course is ready. It's actually a series on my new site, Build UI. It's a subscription site and we're gonna be making more courses on it and you can subscribe and now you can watch our, our first course. Is, is completely ready kind of thing. So I, I guess it was just that, that's how I was thinking about it, like just as a way to bridge. And also because, yeah, people signed up for an email list to hear about a course and now there's like a subscription site. So it's just like, okay, that's like how you bridge the gap there, I guess. I don't know. That's kind of how I was thinking about it, but I, I could be wrong. No, that's fair. I mean, again, I, I understand the email list, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on Twitter, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe what you're saying makes sense. Maybe like, Maybe you won't lose that much by just waiting until you have all the lessons, um, but I, I don't know. I guess I, I would I wouldn't assume that everybody in your Twitter app immediately knows that you were building no, a course. Definitely, they absolutely don't. Yeah, they absolutely don't. Well, I don't know. Anyway, just something to think about. I yep, guess definitely I, I something really... to think about. Yep, I'll chat with Ryan about it too. But yep, something to think about. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, cool, man. Other than that. Things are good. Just got. I'm just got to get to it. I mean, I I I've got my next video almost prepped. 
the discord's been a, a really cool place it's like makes it feel really real you know um yeah we have like you know uh, most of the people are in there who subscribed and people were asking questions talking about my talk and just been chatting about what they're working on someone really liked the videos and already st started adding frame of motion to their site and they were like sharing videos of it it looks awesome so it's like oh, really cool. cool that's yep. awesome really cool um any and um, talking about any, what they want to hear next you know what they want to learn about next you uh -huh. know and um one person even said hey you know i if you, by the way like if you ever do you know lifetime subscriptions i would i'd be on board with that like just kind of out of the blue feedback like i would be down with like a lifetime subscription and that was cool to hear it made it again made it feel real because it's like um you know that's that's definitely on our roadmap well how would you um two questions there different questions uh, but let me ask this one first how would you do a lifetime subscription you like one-time payment and you're for yeah like jeffrey way on laircast it's 15 dollars a month or 350 bucks and then 350 bucks you're in for life that's it you get a subscription and you get everything and Tail tailwind does that too right tailwind doesn't have a recurring model tailwind ui right. um but you can buy individual packages you know and they release new templates and stuff that you can buy like let's look at their thing yeah UI. that's interesting that's and interesting. um if you say get all access so you, if you buy a template let me see that's templates so you get yeah. 100 bucks for a template or um you know if you just give them uh 300 bucks for your personal it's or 800 for, yeah. it's lifetime access everything they ever built basically you yeah. know yeah, that's interesting. I guess Tailwind UI is not a bad comparison because they are producing content in some way. And it's different. I think the better comparison is, is definitely Laracast. Um mm -hmm. And uh, I think he makes most of his money from a, 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 a majority of his, his revenue comes from lifetimes, which is always interesting because they think the revenue is going to like stop coming in. But like there's just a lot of people, you know, and there's new people learning how to program every year. So, yeah. Um, I, I prefer, I mean, if I could snap my fingers, that would be better, right? Because you get the revenue up front and, you know, if yeah. we get, if we get a hundred customers, you know, it's lifetime value, it's, it's lifetime value up front. So if we get a hundred customers in six months, you know, that's, um, that's like, th that's 3000 bucks a month. And so, you know, that takes time for that to add up to something that's going to replace like the need to consult but if we had 100 customers you know at 350 bucks or something you know that's three that's 35,000 even if it was 250 bucks that's 25k boom we just bought ourselves a month you know that's of, interesting of well i wonder work on build ui so <laughs> this is usually my my thing it's like um i wonder if you could raise the price on that because if you think of laracast the value 350 divided by 15 Right? It's like about two years of subscriptions. Mm. Someone's paying two years. If someone paid two years of yours, it would be what? 29 times 24 months. Mm. 696. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. I wonder if that, because I wonder if that makes sense. Like if someone were to pay for two years, it's like basically. Right. Lifetime. lifetime. Like they're, they're bought in. I don't right. know. Right. Kind of an and if they're going to be around for two years, then they might as well, they would rather do that, you know? Yeah. Because then boom, you're just done and then you're saving money. Yeah. No, for sure. That was another interesting part of that conversation with Ben and Adam was like, but you know, you're it's uh, con percent conversion times 
uh, <laughs> right. revenue times price. Yeah, like exactly. It, it yeah, was pres- yeah, times what price. was it? Like it, leads it was times price conversion. Times conversion times um, sales or whatever. I don't know. It was something like that. Yeah, it was like well, it, number of people. It was number of people on the list, yeah. right? It was like 50,000 people on your email list right. times, times 40% your conversion. of people buy times the price. And the price is like you can literally, it's changing. It's like pushing your arrow key. <laughs> right that's how, that's that's the variable in the equation the independent variable in the equation that you have the most control over right theoretically like there's two conversion rates right the people in the email list and the people who like there's a conversion rate between email list and actually seeing the page and conversion rate between seeing the page and actually buying the product and exactly increasing the price might lower the number of people that buy the product right. but usually law of demand um you still, yeah, you still make out better if you increase the price a bit. I think. Yeah, there's an op. There's a there's a profit maximization point, right? Yeah, it's always yeah, it's you always interesting. Char- you could charge a million dollars and get, you know, one super fan to buy it, and that <laughs> might be that might be the max. That might be the profit maximization point. But <laughs> right, right, right. There is so, there is some maximum that's probably not a million dollars. Um, right. It's definitely not a million dollars. Um, but yes, it's a uh, demand law. Demand, yeah. Right. Yeah, and it was interesting the. Uh, Ben and Adam said, like, in terms of pricing, you were most likely pricing it too low, especially your first, like, educational product. I don't know if they said their first one, but they said, like, you're probably pricing it too low, uh, about which I think is me, a tendency. Me, about build UI or about just people in general? No, I just be, people in general. They oh, were, yeah, yeah. They weren't yeah. talking about build UI in that particular right. moment. Right. Yeah. So I always find that interesting. I know. That's why I push on pricing. I know. Until it's kind of uncomfortable. Because that's what they were saying. Like, if you're comfortable with your price, it's too low. (laughs) That's true. Oh, gosh. It's so uncomfortable. Money. It's very uncomfortable. And also, 29 is basically, like, we did that little survey. And that's where, like, UI.dev is. But that's the only other Mm -hmm. site we found that was at that price point. So no, I think it's a good I, price point. I think know. it's a good yeah. price point. It feels premium to me, and I want Build UI as a premium site. It's 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 more focused and premium, so it feels premium to me. Um, That's fair. I think I, feel it's like good I would price. say thirty nine is premium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, twenty nine is higher than Netflix. It's higher than Laracast. It's higher. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Laracast. But, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I, I would. I would never compare it to Netflix. I understand people's attention yeah. spans are limited, but like. Netflix, you're consuming like just whatever, right? This entertainment. Is like this is professional helping, training. This is yeah, exactly. It's helping you professionally. So like twenty nine dollars yep. a month does not seem. That's it, true. Yeah, no, there, just, there is, I don't think Netflix is, is, a, is a good a, comparison point. You're right. You're right. It's a. It's a. It. It's not the anchoring here. Really is important. It's an important part of this. And you yeah. say, what are your education budgets? What do you spend to send people to conferences? And now you're saying like one hundred fifty dollars a month sounds cheap for like something that makes you a better programmer and makes your team like way better. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, for now, I think it's not worth agonizing. Over, yeah. But Th- I think it, 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 <laughs> if no, 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 I know it's, it is fun to think about. It's always fun to talk about, but it would be good probably to revisit it when, um, when, if and when we get to a point where we add things like team plans and lifetime subscriptions, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had another question that I mentioned before. I have two questions. Uh, in terms of the, you, you mentioned people are having good feedback on Discord and stuff. Any um, any testimonial-like thing? Like, you know, the social proof that people like yeah, when they're visiting Yeah, that's a good idea. Website? I should... Um, 
No, it could even I should, be from your I YouTube, should. honestly. Like, I oh yeah, YouTube has videos. a bunch. Yep, I have a bunch of good stuff on YouTube. Like, I don't know. Actually, in our first design of, um, that's a good point, man. I should, I should, I should do that because in our first design mock-up of Build UI, I had some of that stuff, and I don't know what happened to it because I, I pulled some some quotes from YouTube, and I should nice. definitely do that. No, the guy who was working yeah. on uh, animation was saying, um, you know, I was using this old. Was using auto animate from Form Kit before, but you gave me the courage to use Framer Motion. So thank you, man. I get to now I get to sprinkle all the Framer goodies everywhere in my app. Um, nice. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So so there's some stuff like that for sure. Um, love your videos on Framer Motion. I've added some things you taught me from that already. Um, yeah. So yeah. I should keep. I should. I should. I should definitely. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah, no, I think that'd be a good idea. Always, always helpful. Like you know. Yep. I don't know why I hate it because I know what we're doing. Like when I go visit someone's website, I'm like, ah, oh, the social proof stuff. But it's like, but I love it. Oh, you're <laughs> saying like, time. yeah, I yeah, hate you're, it you're, that it works. I hate that it works psychologically. Yeah, but it's you're like, thinking about oh, these, it from the <laughs> side. Yeah, of these the, people I like it. Creator. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. In any case, no, it's good though. I mean, you don't don't do it in a push in a, in a weird way in in authentic way. It's like, of course, the reason I'm doing this is because I want to teach more people more aha moments, right? And so, right. If people are having those, then that nudges you to come in, and then you you watch something that improves your life, you know, improves your job and stuff. That's the goal. So, yeah, um, no, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But yeah, yeah I, I was just talking know. about the psychology behind it and like oh, yeah. knowing that that's what's mm-hmm. doing. And it, but at the same, right, like right. I hate that, but I know right. I, I love it because it I really like right. seeing people right like right. what they actually think about the course. So it, right. <laughs> it's how yeah. we're wired. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. 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 So, um, cool, man. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about it for me. Just working on. Uh, I want to get this next lesson up as soon as possible, and it's mostly prepped. It's it's almost prepped. So. Um. Yep. Nice, man. That's All about right, it, well, man. Can... How about you? Um. Okay. Oof, let's see. Uh, where did we leave off last week? So, kids with consulting stomach bugs. update. <laughs> I did. What was that? Kids with stomach bugs. <laughs> oh, kids with stomach bugs. Yes. There's right. Continuing on that front. Uh, different <laughs> child. Uh, same problems. Um. No, but in the consulting side of things, I did manage to get the uh, contract signed on Friday. So I started last Monday. So I'm back on consulting part-time. Oh, awesome, dude. It, yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been great to get back into things, make money again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I was missing something. Like there's this sort of um, creative aspect, just wanting to create things, right? Wanting to, like I was just you know, feeling well enough, uh, but sort of just floating around in the house that like I needed something to, to get, you know, to, to start working. Yeah. Um, so that's been good. I've noticed, uh, you know, like I, I was hoping that I would be able to do that part-time and also like do side business part-time kind of thing. Um, it doesn't always work out that way. Again, my kid's been sick. So there's some of my time has been going that to that, but I've also been mindful of like, I'm still in recovery mode. So if I feel tired, I shouldn't like just push myself. Like um, you maybe would have done in the past, like yeah, exactly. Well, and, and sure. because I'm, yeah, again, I'm still recovering. Because you're from recovering, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
you know, so not not as productive a week as I would have wanted. Um, but there's a few updates. I think uh, I had the the meeting with the literary agent uh, last Friday after our call, and it was both. Uh, it was good. It was good on the whole. Good. A uh, little bit demoralizing, but good. Um, I think like the idea that I had, the solution, you know, the, the sort of problem space that I was looking into. Um, I think it's a problem. So again, maybe like, I don't know if I've actually speaking about it or spoken about it concretely, but sort of like project management across people, um, like project management tool in the sense of like literary agents need to manage a project because, you know, an author might submit a query and then they accept that query. Then they have to man, you know, handle the manuscript. What is the status of this? And then their communication, in particular, the communication with uh, editors, like when they're submitting the manuscript to editors and what's the status of that, right? Have editors replied? Have they not? You know, any comments about that and helping a little bit with the submission process itself. Like that was sort of the idea. I think that Base camp for literary agents. Yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah, exactly. I think to some extent that could work. But what this conversation revealed to me is that the agents aren't really, and I, I kind of knew this already, but like agents aren't exactly the perfect person to pitch this to. It's like the people who really would mostly own the project ideally would be the editors in the publishing houses because the timeline, the, the, the timeline once a project is accepted really comes through there mostly. It's well. The problem is like the problem is that both editors and eight and agents have this timeline, and no, there's no centralized place for it, right? That's kind of the fundamental problem. So there's duplication of all this information, like you know, there's a bajillion emails back and forth, mm-hmm. all this stuff, and so nobody knows like what is the status of this, you know, all these things. But I think one of the realizations that came, which is why this is good, is that literary agents. Maybe this is not true of all of them, but for a lot, a large part, they're okay. They're happy with spreadsheets. Like they have their own spreadsheet. They have their own series of spreadsheets with which they manage their stuff. And yes, maybe we could create some software. But again, going back to the question of is this monetizable? Mm-hmm. I don't know that agents, like this is a question See, I ask. a problem. They don't, they don't, it's not that they don't, see, yeah, they're, they're not going to pay for it, mm-hmm. right? So sort of entrenched in their ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I don't think it's something that they would pay for. I asked mm-hmm. this agent, I said, do you pay for anything? To like, help are there, is there any software this. you pay for on yeah. a monthly? It's just, I just want to see like, what do you pay for out of pocket? Right. Cause the idea was that this wouldn't have to go through like the top level agency, but like that each agent could buy it. And maybe later we'd sell teams or something. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing. She so doesn't pay mm-hmm. for anything. Right. So. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's the problem, right? I think yeah. that's one of the problems. And and she said like, oh, this would be ideal if we could have this centralized information, but more on the editor side, because also the editors are the ones that have the money, right? Like mm-hmm. the publishing houses are the ones that have more money. Like agencies are super scrappy. Mm-hmm. They tend to be small, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. And so it made me realize that maybe like, even though I was trying to, I was trying to go in through agents and maybe eventually build like a site for editors to be able to access this platform and eventually create this centralized place. It might, it's just kind of like a pipe dream and maybe really the, the way to get in here, it would be through editors. And so, yeah. So a big blocker or, you know, a big kind of like a letdown. Um, but very, you know, again, sort of, that's part of what I was doing, researching the industry and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know if you should, I mean, 
you can reframe it. You know, it, it doesn't have to be a letdown. I mean, it's just, it, it is what it is. It's a fact, you know, yeah. and, and the way you were thinking about it before was not real. It wasn't realistic. Right. This is the reality. So you learned a new fact exactly about how the world works right that you could like defend in a court of law it's like just what happened and like your emotion or emotions around that from before were, were just your emotions around it and i get it's like not what you would have wanted to hear but that but it's it's good that you learned it you know right um and it's way better that you learned it before you spent a lot of time writing software for it <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah yeah, I think my my only like I see say let down because it's been some it's been so long right, right. where I've been like kind of pursuing but I've had right. very limited contact with agents and then like to go right. back and be like no this is not really like we don't need right. anything okay well you know mm-hmm. it's good to it's good to find out one hundred percent is good to not have invested yep. a ton of time building software yep. you know and like trying to get them to try it like all the all these things right it's like okay mm-hmm. so it's good information to find out. Um, I asked her to put me in contact with any editor she knows. I'm still waiting to hear, but I don't know if I'm going to pursue that venue. Um, mm-hmm. And we can talk about it for a second for, for like why. I just, you know, I, I think um, I might sort of like give up on that for now mm-hmm. or maybe like slowly pursue it. But um, I just feel like it's it's a little hard to break into that. You're trying to having. force something to happen. Yeah, yeah. And um, really right now I kind of want to, I guess I'm I'm a little impatient is what I've realized, right? Like mm-hmm. I want to start doing something. I mm-hmm. want to start like, like I'm okay knowing that a business may take 10 years to be like a success. Right. But I think the part I'm impatient with is I want to start putting my time into the right thing, right? And like mm-hmm. the problem is I don't know what that right thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I, I don't know. I think, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes out from that. Um like if if I get in contact with editors, mm-hmm. um, but one other thing I wanted to mention about this before, like talking about maybe what I'm thinking about for mm-hmm. for the future or whatever, is you had mentioned last time you should find out where they hang out, right? Like mm-hmm. what what, is, what are their watering holes? And I thought that was great, so I did ask her that. I said, "Where can I meet people? Like where do, do you all hang out? Anywhere, you know?" And what I what she mentioned that is kind of it lined up with my. Like with my research, when I was doing research of where, which literary agents can I contact, is that I don't know the percentage, but say ninety percent of literary agents live in New York City. <laughs> it's just oh wow, that's where they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, come and come so, hang out with your pal Sam. Yeah, it would have to be that. It'd be I'd have to be like, let me go visit Sam and talk to literary agents because she yeah. said, oh yeah, you know, I know them, and like we go to these parties and we go to these people. Like people put together these things, like mm. you know, um, meetups, not basically. Like, it, they're not even meetups. It's like maybe uh, an editor gets together some agents or like this other person, right? It's very personal relationships, people you know in the industry kind of thing. Right. And the other interesting thing she said is when you first become uh, an agent and you're like at the lowest tier, you're like the lowest assistant, you work with a lot of people who are very um, much older and have been in the industry, you know, 40 years. And you're very siloed from other agents. So it takes a while to kind of build all these relationships and mm-hmm. go, grow through the thing. So all they're not that to say, hanging out on, t- on Twitter like, ex- like exactly. people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and maybe there's a younger tier of agents who are, you know, more, you know, tech savvy, all these things. And so the, I, for that reason, I thought maybe there's a perfect timing sense here where like you build software for 
literary agents who are more tech savvy who are coming into the industry right so i thought that could be a good good thing but and you know again by the same token I, I there's no there's no place i can easily find literary agents or editors and find out their pain points like this right. is very much a you're pushing uphill if you were to yeah. pursue this and come here and it's it's it, not a clear hell yes that's like it, oh yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. and it's not something i'm capable of doing now right like if mm-hmm. i were single i'd mm-hmm. be like okay hey sam can mm-hmm. i go visit you for a week right uh you know and just go work from there and also go meet people meet right. editors and stuff just just for the fun of it right but like yep. not yeah, something i can do right now for and sure. it's and it's more something that like i need to find something that could work that i could do from my house <laughs> right <laughs> like, um so and there's a million things that would yeah, there's there's definitely other things that that I think could work, um, and so it sort of put me back to square one, right? Like mm-hmm. this was sort of my main. Let me see if this would work, but you know, I think uh, in the interest of like keeping the podcast real, it's like yeah, this is really what happened. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's just uh, mm-hmm. it's sort of like a venue that I pursued, and it's not working, so I think I'm gonna abandon it. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds it, like it, you've already made up your mind on that, and that's that's sounds good. I mean, it's not, it sounds like yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's something I'm very passionate about, the right. publishing industry. I love right. books. I wish I could help there. But it's also something that I don't think I have, like, either the intelligence, like, not not that I'm not smart, but, like, um, business intelligence of, like, mm. knowing how to reach pe- those kinds of people, mm-hmm. you know. The savvy. Um, business yeah, exactly. Like, right. how, do I, how do I get in contact with these people and, like, you know, uh, get, you know uh, because it's a very manual, very, like, relationship-based business that's primarily in new york city <laughs> so right, right um so you know so, so for that reason i think maybe this is not a good mm-hmm. first business kind of thing yeah yep. um so it took yeah. me a step back yeah sorry mm-hmm. go ahead yeah i was just gonna say that it feels like a very specific aspect of the publishing industry so i don't think you have to entirely give up necessarily the if you're thinking about the Venn diagram of your interests and your capabilities and what people want, and you want to find something in the middle, um, it feels like there's probably a lot more opportunities in different areas of it that could work with, you know, your life circumstances and, and while still being in book, you know, published, but potentially still in this area, in this yeah. domain, you know? Right. Yeah, that's true. So what are you thinking yeah. about next? Yeah, so I I think it's sort of like back to square one a little bit and start thinking about. So I don't know if the 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 short answer to what am I thinking about next, but I think some of the things sort of where I've been, you know, it sort of reset me back, and I thought, okay, I'm thinking like maybe I need to have a little bit more honest conversation with myself as to what I actually want, mm-hmm. and also maybe realize that I'm trying to go too fast. So mm-hmm. let me like decouple those two things or, or explain them. I think like I started think, thinking about what do I want? Do I want like a business that kind of what you and I were talking about, like even it, you, like you maybe uh, build UI takes a little bit longer to build up, but you're doing something you love, right? Like right. you're happy. Like doing if that. I had lots of money, I would still be doing this. Exactly. So I started thinking like I've been trying to think what, what am I like, honestly, what is something that I want and i th- i think i'm like ashamed to admit this but i'm also i, I don't want to be ashamed of it i think it's fine um but like what i want is when i hear these stories of someone who sells their SaaS business right like it's taken them 10 years to build it that's fine mm-hmm. like i'm okay with that sell it for 10 million dollars or whatever right mm-hmm. and uh 
and then they have this like there it's like you've removed it's not that i don't want to work again because i think if i ever did that i would immediately jump back to working at something right. something else like as that's all my those idea, people not, do because they're yeah. all ambitious people who you know exactly. choose the life to pursue the harder things of what they want because they want to accomplish things exactly it's not yeah it's not about like oh i want to go and retire in like some island and never again right. think about work because i would just immediately get bored i get bored mm -hmm. in a week of not mm -hmm. doing anything right so you were staring at a wall for a day and you could have <laughs> killed yourself you know <laughs> it was like two weeks man i had yeah. to learn to to meditate to think to yeah sounds awful <laughs> <laughs> it's good everybody should try it unplug yeah. uh no but seriously um so, you know, I kind of had to be honest with myself, like, okay, I think that is what I want. And if that's what I want, like, how do I get to that place, you know? Wait, so I didn't hear, what is it you actually want? Like, I, I think I do want to make money. Like, that's fundamentally, I want enough money. I would ideally like to build something that makes me enough money so that someday I don't have to worry about it anymore. But I can still, you know, invest in in. in projects whatever it is that i want to do right but, but I right think now the financial freedom is like a top motivator it's right a, it, it's like it's like the, the if you said why are you starting a business why do you want to start a side project to be lucrative 100 percent yeah one, financial that's totally freedom. that's totally that's, fine you shouldn't be ashamed or i mean that's that's a big reason why i'm starting a business you know exactly um yeah but it's not so much yeah and so i think it was good to re like that's why I'm to like, think about that because it's it's maybe it's less about trying to find the perfect thing that's perfectly aligned with whatever and right. I mean it's a continuum but maybe you can you can move more towards things that are potentially more successful business ideas for, for just for the sake of them being uh, more potentially profitable or exactly. easier to run yeah 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 mm -hmm. yeah even though I feel like dirty by by <laughs> by saying that right like even like i'm like i'm okay well, i mean you still have to make spectrum. something that people want it's of course not, nothing dirty about it you know yeah unless right, you right, start right. like really you know to start an only fans i mean that would be dirty yeah 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 no exactly so, <laughs> I mean, so that could be your fastest path to wealth you know <laughs> <laughs> um, so find some find some people with like a fetish for dads with sick kids <laughs> you know and let me take care of your kids with your shirt off or something let me uh let's not digress on that path thank you oh gosh uh we're gonna have to put an r rating on this episode or something right um um but yeah no we so, can go so, r-rated man we haven't gone already yet we can go there <laughs> let's move it from 9 15 a.m on friday to 5 p.m after the bust of whiskey out and we can go we can God. go deep guys if you want oh, i don't know that we're ready for that sam yet <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um but yeah i you know anyway so that was a helpful that was a helpful thing yeah. to to admit to myself to realize to sort of be like okay like the financial independence is sort of a really important concept here yeah um that's good know, yeah and, and i i think have you thought about what some of that stuff might be? Not yet. I think okay. that's sort of just like, okay, this is sort of where I'm, where I'm aiming, right? It's like financial independence. Um, and so I think maybe what I've been, and sort of tying it to the previous thing I said, I said there were two things, right? And the other thing I said is like, maybe I'm trying to go too fast in the sense of like, if you think of the stair-step approach, which I really like because it's like mm -hmm. you 
build smaller things while you keep learning about how to run a business and launch products. Mm -hmm. Um, and eventually and you keep buying your time. Right. And eventually you, right. you sort of graduate into like, now you have more independence, more money, more time to find and, and more know-how to finally do like a, a bigger, more ambitious SAS or whatever you, you, right. you choose doing. Right. Um, so that, you know, so I thought, okay, maybe I'm like jumping to like, I did one course, which was like, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure I would call it like financially successful. It was like, fine. Would um, you make like 20,000 or 10,000 or something? Yeah, it was, it, I think it's between 10 and 20. I don't know mm -hmm. the numbers at this point. I think it's probably mm -hmm. like 18 or something, mm -hmm. um, which is great, mm -hmm. you know, but like, um, the amount of time it took and everything, like, I am not sure that I would call it like necessarily successful. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I, you know, I think. Yeah, you're, you're so that's cool. You could, you could say, right, you don't really have a next step. It's your next step is that you are going to be starting to think more strategically about the next step as opposed right. to before where you weren't. Yeah. And I get, yeah. And some of the things I'm thinking is like, okay, I want to make something useful. Um, and also I've started to think t t going back to the financial independence and like also realizing the blockers that I had with the like agent business is what am I current, you know, what am I good at right now and what could I do to, to help people with that? Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously like I'm not an industry expert in anything particular other than like I'm actually pretty decent at building software. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm at, you know, th those kinds of things. And so, right. and you know, test driven development and, right. you know, programming and teaching those things. So yeah, you're a thought potter. I mean, you, that's a big thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you learned a lot of really good stuff there and, and, and elsewhere in your career. Like, yeah. And so, you know, I th I'm thinking like, and, and I want to explore other venues where like, you know, you and I have economics training. So maybe there's something there. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know, just mm -hmm. like, where am I already I mean, clearly the developer centric things are a better area because one, I have, even though small is some audience, right? Like right. that's primarily my Twitter sphere is developers, right? Elixir, test driven development, right? Like, so, so right. I don't know. I'm going to think about those areas yeah, because definitely. I already have something there. So it's much easier to get started there than what I was trying to do before, which is like, let me try, you know, in something where I have no connections, <laughs> no know-how you know not yeah not knowledge of the industry or anything so that's sort of where, my, where i'm thinking about and i just kind of need to dig in a little bit and try to find out what like what could be something i could do uh, again with sort of the with two sort of guidelines one is i want to you know financial independence being the the sort of the north star the mm -hmm. two it's like um maybe taking it back a little bit in the stair-step approach thing right something mm -hmm. smaller where i can like right. buy my time a right. little bit more so i think you should i think this week you when you're thinking about it, you should write write things down i mean you should just go broad right and just think about all the things you could do um for that it could even be redoing the course right on this path redoing the course might make a lot of sense and mm -hmm. really putting the time in to polish it so it stands out um and maybe you get a bump there and um it's easier to do since you already have like the curriculum and, and the story that you're telling but if it's really polished and and really clean like you could get a bump there and that could be like a perennial thing that stays on you know on your website it's a course and you had the email list there so that's what people know you for and just kind of go from there you could talk about getting another job that pays more money right um mm -hmm. 
you know, again, if the financing is the big part of it, there, there's, there's, there's a path there. Just no idea is a bad idea. I think you should write things down and just, you know, um, yeah, I, th- I think because yeah. you're in like a safari mode now. Right. Yeah. A divergent then converge like right, that, that right, concept. Right. Diverge right now and kind of get all ideas. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. I do think, and I mean, I do, I do tend to write things down. Um, I actually was starting to think about in terms of writing things down, like, you know, I could even do like, I don't know. I was looking to Shopify add-ons. I've never done this, right. like build something. I know this is right. something that, you know, um, it's mentioned a lot in the stair-step approach. One of the things can be courses. Other things can be like these add-ons because you have sort of this um, marketplace built into it. Yeah, exactly. The distri- Something with the distribution built in, given you don't have 100,000 followers on Twitter or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Plural site course. Yep. So stuff like that, you know, yep. I, I could think about that. Um, Absolutely. Plural site but, course might be a cool avenue to explore. You could do a refresh of your course, but do it there, you know? Interesting. Plural site. Um, because again, then you have the hardest part, which is the distribution is kind of, is built in. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of like doing a course outside of. Not tell, selling it. Yeah. Yeah. I have this theory that I don't know if it's true that like the Elixir ecosystem is small enough that like the distribution, if you get on one of the mailing lists, like you've kind of reached most Elixirs, but I don't know if that's true. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, interesting. But yeah, so that's sort of where I am, you know, back to square one thinking about this. I was, (laughs) I was trying to find the episode where Derek Reimer left like uh what what was this he was working on level um, yeah Mm -hmm. he was doing level and then sort of sunsetted that and started static kid and then he did savvy cal and i was like i wonder what he why why did he think about savvy cal you know so just trying to think about like those ideas or yeah did you listen to those uh no i was i was trying to find it i i don't remember i i've listened to them before right i don't remember why he decided on like savvy cal yeah i i think it would be good to listen to those again Um, yeah I remember him saying like he had, he wrote down what his requirements were kind of like what you're saying, which is like, I want something that, you know, doesn't have like, doesn't deal with email. Cause he was like burnt out on that from drip. Right. Doesn't have something that's like a, a customer support burden. That's like, um, mm. Oh yeah. It's like, he didn't want something that required people like teams to change their workflows to do it because that was the hardest part of getting adoption with level. And so he he wrote down a bunch of things that he wanted to disqualify businesses and then to find an idea that let him, you know, work mostly by coding and, you know, not having to do like content marketing, like, you know, all, all those different requirements that he had. And, um, yeah. and then I, I forget exactly how he thought about doing the calendar thing, but um, that would be, I think that would be good for you to listen to for sure. Yeah. 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 So anyway. That's, I think, my next steps. Write down some stuff. Yep. Think about it. Yep. So. Cool, man. Yeah, I know you're kind of bummed, but I, I think you can change the way you're thinking about it, and you get to choose how you interpret it. And I would say it's not going to be helpful if you beat yourself up and feel like you're wasting time. I mean, I'm saying it's easy for me to say that to you, right? And then I go ahead and do it to myself. But it, it really is true. It's like you're doing what yeah. you need to be doing, and 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 you're thinking about it clear and you're being honest with yourself about it so that's good you know you're doing all the right stuff yeah yeah and i think you know in terms of like i understand businesses take 10 years or whatever right, right. Like there's this pr- 
time it takes. And I think this maybe it's just part of it, right? It's just right. part of it. Like, definitely is ideation, discovery, like things fail. And so I'm okay with Absolutely. things failing. I, so, you know, maybe I'll it's just learn this as one of the like yeah, failures and learning. Yeah. Yeah. So you've learned new information for sure. Yeah. Cool, man. Awesome. It's probably a good place to wrap it up. I think so, man. I uh, hope your kids get better soon. Oh gosh. <laughs> Thanks, man. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah. Let's wrap it. Have a good weekend, everybody. And um, we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, man. Bye. See ya.